Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, new day, new show, and new topic, interesting topic. And more interestingly, it's really a guest that I have today from all the way, uh, India. <laughs> and I've had guests from all over the world, literally. And, you know, the, I, I'm excited because this is the first time I'm having someone from India. And uh, really, the Asian continent, I would say, because uh, I don't think I've had anyone from there yet. So, so I've, I've covered pretty much, I think, four, four, four continents or five continents already. So that's good stuff, you know. So for our audiences all over the world, you know, this is going to be an interesting show today uh, with, with my guest. And, and the topic today is, is unique because uh, we've talked about concepts, but, you know, today we're going to talk about a movement. <laughs> and it's not a political movement, so let's just be clear, but it's a movement about almost spirituality. And even deeper than that, it's really to renew your consciousness. And, uh, you know, we are not aware sometimes of our own self. And I think today we'll have a, a new view and, and, and angle on what consciousness means and, and how it works through our guest today. So without any further ado, I have with me Sandy Nat, all the way from Delhi, India, and, and he is the founder of Renewalism, uh, a whole new concept or movement, again, as I stated. So Sandeep, welcome. How are you? Thank you. Thanks, Harikan, for having me here. And hello, everybody. Great that you've tuned in. Let's see how this goes. I know. Well, well, you know, it's funny. Right now, it's the time here, like between us. I mean, it's almost what, uh, what, eight hours, nine hours, right? That's 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 what it looks nine like. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine wow. and a half of future. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah, so this is always like, you know, back to the future or like, you know, traveling a, a time trip, like we're going in traveling in time here. So I, I, I love those things. You know, it's like, wow. But hey, listen, it is it is uh, fun uh, to to at least understand the concept and uh, technology is bringing us closer. Uh, everybody is available to everybody today. So that's the great part about, you know, where technology is. So so let's break down first things first, you know, so you're the founder of this particular movement, but let's take you take it back to your story, to the history, where it all started, how you even contemplated this, this concept. So take us through it. All right, thank you. So guys, I was like, I'm like any, most of us, any one of us. I was taught to study hard, get good grades, get a good education. So I got an engineering education, then I got a management education, and uh, I set up a company. I, I worked for a few companies, I couldn't take that. <laughs> so I decided I, I can't have a boss. <laughs> so I set up a company. And we were into internal and external communications consulting, uh, culture building for 
reasonably large brands and startups. And uh, I ran that for about 10, 12 years. But somewhere while I was in that, in the early 2000s, I started getting disturbed. Hmm. And what was this disturbance? This was to do with some large consumer product clients and some large business process outsourcing firms that we consulted to. And I got a feeling that these guys with these huge companies and these huge systems are creating more problems for us than they are solving. For, and when I say us, I mean humanity. <laughs> they create a lot of cash flow problems for my company, of course. <laughs> that, that's besides the point. What they were doing was, and I was part of that problem, we were urging people to open packets and stuff things into their mouths and think that that's good food, healthy and convenient and all that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there were these hundreds of thousands of kids in the early 20s getting out of college and thinking that the best place to work would be where they work against the biorhythm all through the night. Mm -hmm. Solving uh, problems, <laughs> to my mind, shouldn't have existed in the first place. You know, lame stuff, insurance and whatever. And without really having a, a future plan, without uh, having a definition of purpose, mm -hmm. what is my contribution really doing in the grand scheme of things? Why am I here? It was just good money and uh, fooling around getting chocolates in the office and whatever. I said, there's something wrong in this equation. This is not what the future of humanity can be. We, we can't be going around like automatons. And fast forward 15 years, we're still working like automatons and it's not just in BPOs, it is across the IT industry, it's across so many industries. The corporate world has, has come to a point where we're probably gonna be challenged by robots because we ourselves are working like them. Mm -hmm. And once we're challenged by robots, believe me, they're a lot more efficient. So they don't have emotional problems. <laughs> they, they, have, well, they have none of the problems that we kind of have. You know? Well, they say AI is the future. So, so that's, that's, well, we can talk about that anyway. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So that's, that's where uh, I, I, I sort of am coming from. And uh, that's when I started looking for answers. Then if this is not it, then what is our purpose? What is consciousness about? Where are we going? Mm -hmm. And as, as uh, you guys are obviously aware, uh, one looks for spiritual answers, especially when one is in India. So I turned to some of the Vedic gurus who happened to be in abundance in India. And uh, I was just very fortunate to get an audience with some of the very senior, uh, uh, well, well respected, uh, more or less saints. Uh, if, if I had to take names, uh, Sai Baba and Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Mm -hmm. And I was just fortunate to learn a bit from them, enough to know that by about 2010, it was time to hand my company over to the other directors and head out to learn from Tibetan lamas. And so I was after the Himalayas, uh, living in monasteries, Understanding what they knew, which is pretty different from what anybody else in the world knows, because they worked for a thousand plus years on this in the, in, in the midst of uh, unraveling these secrets. And these are the secrets around our energy. They're the secrets around 
afterlife and what happens uh, to us between lives and how we are all energy bodies. So a lot of Western literature has been written in the last 30, 40 years around this, but I dare say most of it is coming from uh, Buddhist precepts. And uh, we have good ways of interpreting it all in the West. I have my own interpretations, which, which I call inner power. So it's all about what we've got inside and the, the inner power and its confluence with divine energy and how that manifests everything. So we'll talk more about that perhaps, but just to come back to my story, that, uh, that was some time that I spent understanding these things and then practicing them, working with them, and also moved away to working in Indian villages. So I spent about six years uh, with micro entrepreneurs, micro finance, micro banking, micro energy, empowering women with solar energy products and grids and stuff like that. Very, very gratifying in some sense, a newfound purpose. Meanwhile, working with energy myself um, and learning how that, that is an instrument to, to create health, happiness, and harmony. And I started doing talks and workshops around that. And that took me, with, with that abundance thing, you know, uh, you just manifest uh, talks across about 46 cities in four continents in wow. four or five years. And uh, it was just before uh, the pandemic hit that we got back to India, my wife and I. And uh, we've been here ever since. So, but that helped me create some inner power programs, which uh, you may want to share with your viewers and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, uh, it's just stuff that got me to compact 15 years of ancient oriental wisdom into something that's consumable in your bedroom, in, in the privacy of uh, your own house through video instructions and help you get that health, happiness and harmony as, as, as daily habits, you know, as stuff that you do to beat stress any point in time. So that's kind of the root of this whole renewalism thing, which uh, in the end of 2019 uh, became a book. This is the book. And I wrote this in uh, 40 straight days, the end of November and December. And it was kind of channeled to me because 240 pages were just coming out of uh, my fingers through the keyboard without me knowing what is the structure, what are the characters, what's happening next, and just unfolded. And so on renewalism.com, I put that out as the first line that I, I may be the author, but I'm just a scribe for an energy form that channeled this through. And that energy form identified itself as Guru Pranachandra, who is the central character who's uh, talking about this whole concept of renewalism. Mm -hmm. And when this book got uh, published in uh, 2020 and we received pretty decent international acclaim, uh, we decided that we'd uh, take it to the next level where uh, it could become a movement. In fact, the pandemic helped in this direction. It, it, was, it was all about, as you can imagine, a lot to do with renewing ourselves lies within us. Mm -hmm. And it starts with mindfulness about who we are, what we're doing. And the pandemic has nudged us in the direction of being mindful, right? You're mindful about wearing the mask. You're mindful about uh, 
the physical distance that you keep and personal hygiene and all that sort of stuff. And it seemed like a logical next step that before we regress into our old habits, we may just move into new habits about being more mindful about what we're consuming. You know, eating out of packets, for example, or how we're living, living uh, against the biorhythm and stuff like that, for example. And uh, is, is that right? So the pandemic also directly challenged some of these things like telecommuting and the costs of real estate and those uh, artificial bubbles and how prepared the, the pharmaceutical industry is and all these standards are. And it's, it's unmasked a lot of this. It's unmasked a lot of mental health issues which uh, we tended to put under the carpet earlier. And all that is got to be renewed only after you address it, you unmask it and you ask questions about it. And so that's why uh, the renewalism movement, which is just on its uh, on its way out, uh, I just uh, rationalize that you know since we're talking about consciousness, which affects us, we could be replaced by the robot, like we said. We might be thinking that this is something serious to look into, especially because in the last decade we have thought that uh, our consciousness vis-a-vis -vis animals is something that is serious enough to look into and we could change our habits and become vegans. So if uh, veganism, which was thought of uh, in the mid 20th century could actually take off in the last 10, 20 years, maybe renewalism could take off in this decade itself and because it directly concerns us. So that's the, uh, the, <laughs> the background of why we have this book and why we have this movement going and why I'm so ripped to be here on your show. Thank you so much. Well, no, no. Well, thank you. First of all, I mean, thank you for that whole introduction. And 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 you've touched on a lot of things. And I'd like to break all those down, you know, to 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 a bit. <laughs> you know, one piece, one piece at a time. But but so so first of all, I, I see the value of 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 the concept as a whole, because as a matter of fact, I had a show last night. <laughs> And it's about the status quo in life and how people just just keep doing the same thing over and over. And uh, they just, they have no, there's no end in, in, in sight. And uh, there's a burnout at the end and there's sometimes bad outcomes and how to, to prevent some of that. But, but to do that in, in, in the discussion we had was about like some solutions that you have to take a pause and, and reset kind of concept, right? exactly what you did <laughs> but but you did it in a different angle you did it with a uh maybe a spiritual background i mean you did your research you did a little bit of sabbatical you went there and learned uh from generations or at least from generations of concepts but before i get into even that and consciousness and all that you you've hit you know the first few years you were working and most of us you know, we start off from college, you know, with that perception that we're going to go out there, going to work for somebody for a company, make a career path for us, not a job, it's a career, we're going to be successful. And we do. I mean, the majority of people, that's kind of like the dream. But but you mentioned the concept of happiness and health and harmony. And isn't that sweet? Because that's everybody's little true dream. I mean, we all want to have that. We want to have happiness, want to be healthy and, and have a harmony, harmonious life, right? But but that's that's the thing. Like, it doesn't work that way. We work, we go crazy, and, and there's different things. And then to your point, we also get involved in sometimes practices that we might not be so happy about. Or we can, we can start 
when you're in a business, when you're in industry, you know the, 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 the details of that industry, you know the tricks, right? And sometimes that are the practices may be good. And, and you realize also sometimes, are we doing really good? Are we doing hot? And unfortunately, there's, there's, there's a uh, very different fine line when you're in industry of making decisions. Because if you make a decision against your industry, you're out. <laughs> and a lot of people don't want to do that out because they're afraid of their financial, you know, uh, outcomes and things like that. It could be affecting them, you know, affecting them, you know, uh, financially. So, so that's a big deal. Now you've discovered that and you kind of like said, okay, I'm, first of all, I don't want to work for somebody. And that's always, that was good. Cause a lot of people actually eventually say, why do I have to work for people when I can do my own? And you did, but then you went there and you still was not fulfilling enough. And then now you said, okay, enough, I got to do some more stuff here and some more digging. And then you went to the world of spirituality, or at least, you know, the wisdom of spirituality. And, and again, you mentioned abundance in India. And I know you, you guys in India have so many types of religions and, 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 and beliefs and, and, and real. I mean, it's very diversified. Let's just put it in, in, in a very simple way. Uh, I mean, I think you have more than, than, than people can handle, right? And, but, but, but it's all coming almost for the same concept. I mean, when you look at religion in general, spirituality, they all kind of, well, religion spirituality can be also differentiated, you know, separated, you know, in terms of dogmas and, you know, concepts. But at the end of the day, they still come from the same source. Some people say, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious. But, but really, you're still talking about divine and, and the, the unknown and, and the body and the experience and all that stuff, you know. And so now you're talking from science to a world of the unknown. Because <laughs> you were talking about concrete stuff, business, you know, this, that, physical things. And then you talked also about the, the transition from humanoids or humans to humanoids and or maybe even you know, artificial intelligence, which is currently the fear of the future. I mean, everything can be, and we see it now. I mean, we have enough AI, you know, that is, that is advanced enough, not scary enough yet. We don't have cybernets and, and some of those like, you know, uh, uh, movie, you know, sci-fi movies where you have like these AIs that take over the, the world. But a lot of ways, you're right. I mean, there are functions today that have been uh, eliminated or at least replaced by robots and, 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 and programs and things like that. You don't even have to do things, yeah. you know. So, so again, the fact that that's awareness for you, you were just aware of like what's going on. And that's, by the way, a lot of people are not aware all the time because they're just in the zone. They're again, status quo. They're like literally just tunnel vision. They just do what they have. They're almost robotic. And you mentioned it as, as funny as it sounded. You know, we are actually robotic for the most part. We just are afraid of the real robots to take over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, 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 but it is it is the reason we do this. I mean, because to your point, robots may not make the mistake. It's, it's programmable once it's done. Now, unless they start thinking for themselves, that's another story, which is a fear of AI. But the fact of the matter is, you know, is, is that going to replace humans? You know, there's, that's a big debate and there's, there's different angles and different movements on that just itself as a concept. So again, these are some of the elements that you've mentioned, but they all tie in. But, but the core concept here that ties in at the end of the day is that we humans are right. a couple, couple of things. We have the physical aspect of us, but then there's, there's the consciousness or the other body energy within us. Now, that can be perceived, I think, in every world differently. So in the world of religion, we, we call it, you know, the soul. <laughs> and spiritually, it's just the, you know, your, your consciousness. Same, you know, different, different words could be the same thing. But nobody understands it, you know, deep enough to understand what it is. We know it exists because we do know that there's something running this, these bodies, right? <laughs> or within us. Right. 
And we know it's it's something that that, that fulfills, you know, the beliefs and 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 the society. However, nobody understands this correctly. Now you've experienced this differently because you did spend years, you said, in the Himalaya and and with the uh, the. I mean, that's those are like the the monks. I mean, they, these people are deep. That, that's all they know. They know better than most. <laughs> they live that inside out, day in day out. You know, and again, they might have their own. Uh, vision of it because some people can say well my religion doesn't really see it the same way and my other religion doesn't see it this this way because every religion has its own angle but at the end if you actually really deep dive into all they all have the same concept and and they all kind of like try to teach good practices to everybody you know and they all are about harmony and stuff like that i mean there are variations but really it's the same purpose but you know in a different language <laughs> if you want to call it that way with, with minor variations. So, so you did all this, and that's actually excellent because you took all that, you absorbed it, then you came back, and then you started delivering that through through your communities with your own way. You took it to the next level. Now you went to writing a book. And the book, the, the title, Renewal, right? Is that the title of the book I was reading from? Yes, the yeah, Renewal. But we all want to renew our energy, right? We all want to renew ourselves to and better ourselves. That's I don't think anybody can 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 really be against that concept, right? You know, <laughs> you know, everybody <laughs> wants to wake up in the morning refreshed, right? That's renewal. It's just how do we take it to to and what level, you know, and how can we implement those things from a spiritual world to to a physical world, if you want to call it that way, right? And that's the balance. Like, you know, how do we do both? Now you've discovered, I I, I think you've discovered that balance based on what I'm hearing right now. So let's let's I want to dive into that one. So you've you went into the spiritual journey and learned all these concepts, but then you also applied them physically. So how hard was it? How easy was it? And and what is the secret sauce in there? <laughs> that's a lot of stuff, but <laughs> that that's that that's a good point to come to with all that stuff. Because this is practical, guys. What we're talking about is how does one renew how does one stay in a state of high energy whether it's 10 a.m or 10 p.m you would like that wouldn't you i love that <laughs> <laughs> so before i address that let me just uh Harikin, address a little point about religion because this is completely non-religious and uh, i want uh, all of us to get that same uh, same same context in our head you see, we are all a trinity of the body, the mind, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that the spirit, there could be different labels. Some might call it soul. Some might call it uh, other things. But we definitely agree in the body, the physicality, and the mind, the mentality. Right? The spirit is what I choose to call it, is spirituality. It is us. It is the energy form. It is the most subtle form. If the body is ice and the mind is water, which is the same thing, but subtler, then spirit is steam, which is subtlest. And, and that's us. That is each one of us. So everybody is spiritual. You can't escape it. It flows. It is energy. It is matter. E is equal to mc squared. Finally, science has caught up with it in the last 100 years. We've known it for 5,000 years. So all matter is energy. All energy is matter. 
religion is when that spirituality, the flow of it is stopped, a part of that is packaged. And as one of my Vedic gurus said it so eloquently, I'll never forget the way he put it. So one line which will stay with you listeners, religion is the fossil of spirituality. <laughs> you compact it, press it down, put it down a thousand years, and you're left with, like you said, some dogmatic practices. But it still points to the same flow, the same energy. If you really study every fossil, it, it would lead to the same uh, carbon, let's say, which is the free-flowing element. So you have the same element in uh, the diamond, you have the same element in carbon dioxide, you have the same thing in the fossil. <laughs> Just to set to rest that point and bring us on the same page. When I talk about spirituality, I may not talk much about it, but I'm referring to us as the body-mind spirit. Well, Sandeep, I mean, now, that's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go, go on. Go on. No, I was going to say, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, we cannot, it's one or the other. It's, it's, it's all in one. I mean, there's no difference. I mean, we just, we have to function and we have those three elements and everyone can actually almost agree to it. I, I think they can agree. You do have a, a mental state and, you know, you, you think, and you also have, uh, which I always refer to as the ghost in the machine, which is the energy that drives. And, and that energy is actually cosmic. So we, we all know that it's part of the same, you know, energy in, in the universe and even physically from the physics, you know, they have discovered that every single element in this universe is made by the same, you know, element. Well, and everything that exists in the universe is made by the same elements. So, you know, and, and that's, that's the bottom line. And it's, we're talking about like, you know, real tiny particles, you know, whether it's a star, whether it's a, a moon, whether it's an asteroid or it's humans, we come from the same you know, stuff. But at the end of the day, we're all about, you know, uh, electrons and protons and, and a lot of energy matter. That's, that's the physics, the physics, you know, maybe a review of this, but because, because we, we tend to always think the world is a matter, physical matter. And physics actually have almost claimed that, you know, this whole world is about 90% empty. And because if you look at everything made of atoms and you know, made of atoms, and then the atoms are electrons and protons, and there's a lot of space in between 90% empty. So really, what's really matter, right? <laughs> you know, so, so it kind of begs the question that like, what is beyond this? And I think when I mentioned religion, religion has different angles, right? Some religions are more, I guess, uh, progressive and they can they open, some are not. Uh, some actually fit in the science realm and they can, you know, cover some of that. To your point, some of them are very antiquated and they just, you know, they, they're not open to others. But at the end of the day, we're still in the same, you know, we, everybody almost has that feeling like there is more and we're not just these beings. And, and, and a good place to, to sometimes really think about that is when you sleep. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, your body is physically here, but you're still alive. You're still, you know, energized somewhere. I mean, that's where your dreams come true, right? <laughs> you know, so, so there's more things to it, but like we don't question things most of the time. We're not into the business of really thinking beyond what we know. I mean, we, we, we learn things and to your point, we're robotic. We just redisplay the stuff we learned. We reapply what we learned over and over. And it's the same monotonous routine, you know, day in, day out. That's the issue. But, but overall, when we think about it, there is more to us. And when you seek spirituality, when you start thinking beyond the realm of, you know, like uh, I think I mentioned one time, uh, there's a book I had read 
the secret beyond matter or, or, ma or the, the book actually was called the, the matter the other name for illusion <laughs> Uh -huh. yeah. So, so it's really, it's a philosophy, it's philosophical and to, to a degree where you think about like, just the title itself can throw you wrong, you know, like, what the hell, what does that mean? It's an illusion. It is an illusion because, but, but again, people will debate with you. Like, what do you mean it's an illusion? I exist. I, I can feel my bones. Yes, you can through senses, but then what is the, and then we can debate that whole thing for over and over. Now in your concept, you've kind of like removed that part and you just highlight it into more of a, the energy. The body and and again people have to be willing to accept that see that's the other thing people are not really ready sometimes to think and hear this you're an energy being ah you're made of light or, or some sort of, of 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 electrical or you know electric you know concept right and and you know electricity is energy right but there's other types of energy out there and and some of them we can see some of them we can't see even even the light spectrum right i mean you have so many you know we have x-rays gamma rays you know uh different waves that that you're not even seeing with the eye and sometimes there's antimatter that is still existing out there and and it's all connected one way or the other whether you like it or not the universe is one uh right. and then then now we talk about god and you know and the creation and almighty you know power and all that stuff so there's more to that and people can debate that a big time i mean that that causes war sometimes <laughs> you know but but at the end of the day we can just slow it down, bring it down to the level where we're talking about a simple thing. We can renew our own energy, which is your concept, based on certain formulas. So with that, I don't want to continue, you know, discussing that concept. I want you to actually share with us, you know, what, what that next move is. What's the connection? All right. So that, that was great because that just uh, gives us a great segue to get into what causes our health, happiness, and harmony to go out of whack. And that, if I'm to put it in one word, would be misalignment. Hmm. If you're out of alignment of anything, you would tend to be stressed. If let's say you're doing something hmm. and you're feeling something else about what you're doing, you would be stressed in that action. If you are like, like I uh, never wanted to serve under a boss uh, because the boss would say some things which were against my thoughts. And that would be stressful, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a misalignment. Mm -hmm. So if we look at it, th there are these wonderful trinities about everything. And like the body, mind and spirit is the fundamental trinity. The, the stuff that we do, that's physicality. The stuff that we think uh, and what we think we say is mentality. And the stuff that we feel, which is deep at a subconscious level, uh, the being, is our spirituality. We're spiritual beings that way. So uh, I call this the say, do, be harmony. So when what we say, what we do, and what we be, are out of alignment, then we are out of that harmony. So the key word is alignment. And this alignment is between these three elements of body, mind, and spirit. And bringing ourselves back into alignment is uh, the, the secret of being stress-free. So in, in, in another sense, uh, enemy of stress is energy. 
because you would have noticed this. It's a, it's commonplace. When you are really energized about something, you don't feel stressed <laughs> doing very, very uh, difficult things as well. But when you are stressed, then you are low on energy. In fact, we use those words, low spirits, low energy, right? Feeling down. Mm -hmm. So stressed and energy are kind of antipolar. They are enemies, natural enemies. They don't go along. Now you and stress, I would imagine you as the listener would, would be considering stress an enemy. I mean, who, who wants stress? stress let, let's let's understand this stress is always when i talk about stress it is distress okay it's the stress that comes involuntarily you may stress yourself out uh, over a treadmill or you may stress yourself out over a crossword puzzle but that's voluntary it's distress which is involuntary which uh, is our enemy so if we go back to the art of war ancient wisdom the enemy of your enemy is your friend. So your solution lies in forging a partnership to say with energy. And that's why I would vote for uh, spirituality because that's when you get connected with the, the, the higher power. And you can give it any name, I mean, it's just a label. Uh, you call it atoms, uh, that's the most comfortable thing for the scientific mind. You just get comfortable with being in partnership with all those atoms you have around you, in the space around you, in your aura, whatever the um, the words that come to your mind. You know that that really doesn't matter. It's about understanding this concept that you are working with steam. Now, when you work with steam, you are in a position to boil the water. You're in a position to melt the ice, which are metaphors for clearing out mental and emotional disbalances and physical incongruity, incongruencies, disorders, problems, even chronic issues. But do we really understand how to work with that ice, uh, with that steam? Or are we still struggling with the hammer and chisel over the ice? You know, that's like going to the gym. <laughs> or... Uh, working with the mind, which is the, what the psychotherapists do, and even what uh, meditation does for that matter, yoga does. It's Yoga is the joining of body and mind mm -hmm. to have mind over matter. Affirmations do that. Right? But working with steam comes at the level which is working with chi. You must have heard of things like uh, qigong, which is working with energy, or uh, reiki, which is universal energy in Japanese. And Ray being universal, Ki being the same as Chi. I, I'm, I'm not advocating that everybody's got to know this, but what I can say from my experience is that if you are able to forge that partnership, you could self-regulate your health. You wouldn't need to see a doctor ever again because you are able to clear those disbalances and misalignments with uh, with, a, with a very divine partnership. But if not that, there's another method of doing it. And that's what the book Renewal is about. <laughs> because I, I like to simplify stuff and uh, uh, do, do stuff which can be done anytime, anywhere, and still bring you in that state of alignment. So 
would that be what we get cracking on or do you have a comment before i start on that uh, no like no that? actually i was going to ask you like what are those steps what, what <laughs> but i did, did want to make a quick comment so you did mention about the chi and and reiki and all that but but we all know we all know these concepts and people actually meditate even those that are not even spiritual and they know that and you're right people take a minute to 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 take care of themselves and kind of like usa right you know they'll be better they feel better and a lot of even without even talking spirituality or even renewal people are doing it but they're just not doing it to the extent i mean some people are figuring out ways about it but it does work and and you know even in the religion aspect where you're really like meditating and you know some people consider religion a meditation form and and you're at that level you get that level where you're like in harmony with yourself where you're like cool calm collected but that's really the objective of everyone. But everybody reaches that point in a, their own way, based on their own beliefs. But at the end of the day, there is there is a, a simple or there's a comparable way across all beliefs. But but in your form is 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 really taking all that you know without labeling it, and just giving it a simple way to to do this. So that takes us to those steps. So what are those steps? So these steps arise from something which I call the T-B-H-A-R, the Bhar spiral. Now, the Bhar spiral is uh, obviously, uh, as you would have guessed, uh, uh, an acronym. And it is how we achieve anything in life. It starts with T, which is thoughts, right? Which is a very subtle thing again. So whenever I take... Uh, take uh, the word subtle, uh, you, you go back to like energy, right? So thoughts are energy impulses that, that come to us. And I, I'm given to understand they come to us about 60,000 times a day. That's what's been measured. So there are too many thoughts that happen. Yeah, you didn't know that? Okay. So uh, the interesting part is that there are 84,000 seconds in a day, which means almost every one and a half seconds you have a thought without realizing it. Well, that is that is crazy because I mean, who's who's even <laughs> thinking about like how many thoughts I get a day? But you're like like when you put it, that was like, huh? <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's amazing. Like you know, there is actually statistics about that, but I I didn't know. I mean that you know. But you're right, people. This these are things that we just not even think about. They're there. Just people right. are not you know observing enough, or like they're not really like, what are my thoughts today? How many thoughts did I have today? Good, bad, ugly, <laughs> right? Nobody's questioning that. Sorry, so that was just funny. But go ahead. Yeah, these are these are not things that have come from ancient wisdom. These are numbers that have come out of EEG machines or FMRs or whatever those very fancy equipment is called, and uh, they they have sort of measured those pulses and said sixty thousand per day. Whew. I believe. It. I mean, speaking of believing, you know, beliefs. You you mentioned the word beliefs, and uh, I wanted to uh, share with our listeners a little clarification on that word. Your beliefs arise from your knowledge. So you agree with some, you don't agree with some. The ones you agree with uh, become your beliefs. And uh, sometimes you don't agree with it, but it becomes your belief because it's just planted into some subconscious connection that you have with it. So I won't go into that level of depth, but all I'm saying is that you don't need to believe in energy. You need to experience it. And once you experience like it, that. if you do, you may start believing it and understand that, hey, Einstein was right after all. <laughs> so, 
So it's just like that, you know, you don't have to have understood where that formula came from, but uh, you can see matter convert to energy and uh, you're sorted for life. Then, then you don't question that. It's just like electricity, like you, you mentioned a while ago. We, we don't have to believe that there are wires behind it going all the way to the substation. We have to have the bulb coming on when we press the switch. If the bulb comes on and you once you press the switch, you don't even do as much as take a drill and uh, make a hole behind the, the switch box to check if there's a wire there. You don't. Nobody does that. Mm -hmm. right. Because they've experienced it. Now I believe I've got electricity in this house. Why do you believe so? I saw the bulb. Okay. So if you can feel the energy, and like you say, many of us feel it. Um, in prayer, sometimes when the doctors give up, they say, now nah, you got to pray. <laughs> we, we connect with that energy. And uh, miracles manifest. Okay. <laughs> woo -woo. And, and, and true, yeah. But it's not woo-woo. Well, they're not miracles, but, but yeah. <laughs> it's just understanding that you have got some steam jets working without realizing it. Whoa, what did I do there, <laughs> you know? Uh, and probably you didn't do anything either. You just set in motion certain uh, phenomena that haven't been scientifically measured yet. Mm -hmm. So the moment we can start measuring the impact of uh, a mantra, for example. A mantra is, uh, everybody knows what a mantra is, right? It comes from Sanskrit. But uh, the breakup of the word mantra is man, meaning mind, and tra, meaning taking it somewhere to a destination. So you, the mantra takes your mind to place. And uh, that's why there are mantras for peace, because you keep saying that and the mind goes to peace. Why am I saying this? Because, um, because I just lost uh, the, we, the thought connected with that. No, we were talking about the, the the first, you know, piece of the the acronym, thoughts. I mean, so we're thinking, yeah. and, and then, and then we're breaking down. Let's yeah. come back to that. <laughs> That's all so, right. So the, the, the point uh, simply was that uh, the, the the thoughts there are so many of them, and we're not in cognizance of all of that, right? So of course, a mantra would take us uh, take our thoughts somewhere that we can process them in some way. But what we want to know is that from these thoughts, we have certain behaviors, that's what the B is about, certain tendencies that we tend to work upon at a mental level, even without realizing this. These things have become hardwired somewhere, right? And these are what we call synaptic connections. So there is, there is a synaptic connection that's been built in the mind or whatever you might call it, they call it the brain, but uh, it's, it's, it's built. And that results in our first physical manifestation of what I'd call habit, H. So from habits, just to complete the Tabhar spiral, is the A, actions. So we are creatures of habit, like they say, because our actions are determined by our habits. And ha actions bring results. So if you want different results, they say you've got to think differently, which is correct because it's on the bar, they're the ends of the spectrum. Behave differently, act differently, therefore get different results. I love it. <laughs> now, the, the key here is that can you really think differently? You want different results, but 
maybe you, you read a book, maybe you go for a seminar, a lot of rah, rah stuff, three days, five days, and then you regress back to the old way of things and you get the same results again. Insanity. You're not losing right? weight. You're not... Well, that's insanity, right? You, you know, do the same thing, expect different outcomes, right? So, so you, you, if you think about it, you gotta be, make the changes that, that and, the, and take the the different actions and and different behavior to actions, and then you get the results, and you gotta maintain that if you want to keep. Now, now you're getting warm. You are getting warm. You're coming into. I feel that energy. Where, <laughs> where, where, where does this action come from? The action is not the cause of anything. It, it may seem like it's causing the result, but the action is actually the result of the real cause, which is the habit. Because that's the first physical thing that you do. So you may have a lot of tendencies, but those tendencies are mental and the, they convert into a physical thing as a habit. I'll give you an example just to clarify. Mm -hmm. You're in a car and there is uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Okay, but anyhow, you're on the move, and there's a ball coming at you, right? Now, the the thought is, ball is hitting, going to hit me, right? So there's a survival instinct that immediately uh, plays in. And what do we do? Close your eyes. We may close our eyes if we're brave, but we may want to veer away, and uh, you know just just bend our neck or uh, bend the spine so that we are not directly in the line of uh, the trajectory, mm -hmm. right? And then we discover that we have a windshield and the ball bounces off the windshield. And often we do this even when we have a windshield because we're not thinking about it because we're just driven by the habit of turning our neck or our spine. That's a habit. We do that physically. Mm -hmm. Now, when we do that physically, the action is that we have uh, moved away from the ball, the trajectory of the ball. And the result is that the ball doesn't hit us. We're safe. But when we realized that we had a windscreen in front, the habit remained the same, the action remained the same, but the result was we feeling stupid. Or maybe you hit another car, God forbid. <laughs> Not a good outcome, but hey. <laughs> Okay, so for sake of this illustration, so that uh, all our listeners are aligned with us, let's just imagine we're on this, on this open road, you're feeling stupid. Man, why didn't I think of that? Now, it's a different result. Now, now you're probably stuck with that result, which is giving rise to other thoughts that I've always felt so stupid. And then we probably realize that our spouse is sitting next to us. And just because our head has gone close to our spouse, it's our spouse who's responsible. And, uh, you know, suddenly on that freeway, we've got this huge altercation happening because of that ball and uh, how I shouldn't have married you. So <laughs> you know, one thing leads to the other. But my point here is about the habits. Because if we can increase the gap between the tendency, the behavior, and it's a millisecond gap, and actually taking action, doing something, we would, what they call, be more mindful. We would be in that state of mindfulness, remembering what it is that we are really doing. If you remember in that instant, I've got a windscreen in front, let me enjoy this one. And you watch that ball coming at you and going splat against the windscreen. Tell you what, 
you may never have seen that sight in your life. Try it. It's something to tell your grandkids. I saw that ball and the squishy form that it forms. It's so amazing. You must take a look. Now you've got a story. That's the result. You've got the sense of great satisfaction. I'm smart, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's why mindfulness is so great. And uh, let me tell you, mindfulness is not uh, a modern fad. It's not something that uh, uh, has come about now. It's something that uh, the Buddha put down 16 foundations for, uh, four foundations and 16 steps for arriving in this state of mindfulness and using the state of mindfulness to achieve liberation. So it, it goes a long way, man. <laughs> well, I mean, again, these are ancient practices and, and to your point, yeah. I mean, they, they have been in, in practice for centuries. And, uh, but, but remember, we live in a, a modern Western world today for the most part, and contemporary, and uh, we've got into science, more in medicine, you know, and we've kind of veered out a little bit of, you know, some of the ancient practices. And I think that's, that's actually what a lot of people are, are finding themselves. They're just disconnected from that all, those all teachings and practices, and yeah. they were actually solid. And some people still maintain, when you went to the Himalayas, you really lived amongst, you know, those folks that actually still are so attached to those traditions and those practices that they they probably they unique like, in the world currently there are a few that do that yep. that must have been a, such an experience i have to say totally and you know the zen monks are famous for this for this practice of mindfulness and so so are uh, all monks for that matter but that is the substrate that is the basis and i'm so happy that now we have scientific measurements which ratify, uh, validate that uh, there, there is, there is uh, mindfulness as a basis of stress reduction. So it's good that the modern world is now understanding this and renewal is about creating habits. So there are a series of habits. And like I said, when I was scribing this book, I had no idea that I'm gonna be writing about habits. But it's turned out to be a set of habits which is automatically so beautifully structured. And uh, I, I say beautifully because it's Guru Pranachandra who, who's responsible. There are 10 habits to get yourself in alignment, the self-renewal. And uh, they start from the time that you wake up and how you can start pumping your energies through the, the ends of your feet and through your breath even before you get out of bed, to give your organs a kind of wake up, good morning message. Now, if you do that on a daily basis, it takes hardly uh, three, four minutes. It could be between snooze buttons, you know. Uh, you accomplish a very important job, which is of acknowledging your body form. You acknowledge your colleagues when you go to office, let's say, and even, even though there's nothing very good about the morning, maybe <laughs> you spilled coffee over your pants or whatever happened, you perfunctionally smile at them and say, good morning, don't you? Now, if you can say that to somebody outside you in the morning, it's because you're greeting them in the morning for the first time. How about starting inside you and starting to develop inner power? It's just a habit. And it doesn't read, need much of uh, uh, validation. It's commonsensical because you do it in the office. Uh, you, 
you do it in your organization, let's say. So there is an organization of a lot of organs that you have inside. Let's start smiling within and pumping them up. Makes sense. It's just social conditioning to do it outside. <laughs> it's your conditioning to do it inside. And you start with that. Well, again, then, it's simple. Who, who, it's simple. Would have thought, who would have thought about that? I mean, like, you know, I'm just reading myself. <laughs> is the simplest written treatise on solving all the problems of the world. Uh, the, the byline here, it says, your unexpected role in saving the planet. It's your role, guys, because it's your habits. And they will work to energize you from the time you wake up to the time you sleep and keep yourself energized because those are those 10 habits of self-renewal. And then there is another set of habits for symbiotic renewal. And symbiotic would mean where we have dependencies and we're all dependent on each other. We're dependent on the environment. We're dependent on the planet and we're dependent on each other. We're dependent on money. We're dependent on so many things. And we have relationships with these things. And we get stressed because our relationships were out of whack, right? We, we've got a bad relationship with money. We suddenly find ourselves... Uh, getting back to zero every time. There are patterns that develop and psychotherapists have uh, a lot of fees to get out of stuff like this. But you can create habits to prevent it. That's it. You prevent it at source. You prevent relationships between people going sour. There's a methodology called the PACE awareness, which is about the alphabets P-A-C-E, which can be invoked in seconds to prevent conflict. And so symbiotic renewal is all about how we habitualize. And before I, before I uh, say more about habits, I must make it very, very clear to those of you in the audience who are thinking that, man, habits are so difficult to set up or so difficult to break or so difficult to change. They're not. It's just that you haven't really thought about how habits are are created in the first place. You are buying into a belief that is not true. There is one habit which you set up even before you had spent 10,000 hours on this planet. Uh, probably you'd done it not even 21 days or 66 days, a big number. <laughs> it was done in maybe two days. In my case, it was done in two days, I can, I can expect. Because this is the habit of having a bath. And Mom one day decided that I was two years old and she said, you're not getting your breakfast until you finished your bath. And I would have probably revolted. I don't really remember, but I don't think I would have revolted more than two days. And then third day I was in line, I have my bath, I get my breakfast. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and that's probably applicable to the majority of us, you know. It's a habit that served me for decades. Yeah, well, habits is, is, is there's there's a whole concept about that because you know we say Mental habits die hard, we say habits die hard, but the, the problem is we gotta pick them up first before they can, <laughs> before we can become you, right? So it's it's a challenge. So I, I leave uh, the audience with the, the thought that uh, habits being hard or easy is just a belief system. You want to believe it's easy, then Guru Pranachandra will explain to you exactly how they are to be set up. How how you just need two triggers and poof, you, you're set into something else. So you, you can be set into these symbiotic renewal habits as well mm -hmm. and improve your relationships and improve your uh, 
your your interaction with your environment, right? Could be a physical environment, could be your uh, geographical environment, could be your uh, financial environment, whatever it is. And then there are these set of systemic renewal habits. And these are about the systems that have stopped serving us. And we've just been too busy to notice. And it took a pandemic, like I said earlier, to, to prod us about some of these systems like, uh, like schooling. Now, there was so much stress around schooling last year because teachers didn't have laptops, they didn't have bandwidth, students didn't have it. And uh, suddenly it was forced upon us. But I say that we can renew that entire system and bring in the human connection appropriately and bring in the joy of playing and all that without having to spend hours commuting mm -hmm. and uh, exposing the world to that kind of pollution. And all of that, because we have seen that happen, uh, we've seen the impact of telecommuting now and how that's resulted in clearer skies and the dolphins coming out and all sorts of things. And we can do it by design which is systemic renewal. And in fact, these are, these are a couple of things that I had written in uh, December, 2019. And when I saw in February, March, that uh, <laughs> uh, especially with the lockdown skin, that's when I said that man, this book has to go out to people. And I'm so grateful to you, Arakan, for publishing this episode because you reach out to so many lovely people. And uh, I'd, I'd really like this to be I mean, I'd like to say that your podcast is uh, a partner in the renewalism movement because you're helping spread the word. So we, we individuals can change systems, we can change policy because we are people who write policy, right? Ultimately, it's not written by a robot yet. And uh, till the day it isn't, <laughs> we can change it. That would be scary. <laughs> I don't know which, which one will be scarier, humans or robots, but we'll see. <laughs> Humans can be just as dangerous, right? But but you're right. I mean, right. It, I think I think just just how you're breaking it down and step by step. I mean, you haven't stated anything that is very difficult. It's all in front of it's in front of us. Like you said, simple like looking up, you know, and waking up in the morning and, and greeting yourself. That's just like who's doing that anyways? Like, hey, hi, good morning, me. <laughs> you know, nobody's doing. But but you're right. It's not necessarily stating that, but just being conscious about you. Or and it's a new day. Let me just get my my stuff. You're talking about the systems, you know. And you're right. The pandemic she really showed us a lot of new ways of doing things. For the longest, for example, you know, companies demanded people to be at work and clock in and clock up. Work didn't stop. A lot of companies just just went did, did this remote and I mean yes, it takes away the the personable touch, right? You know, and but it made it convenient. You can still deliver. And and so even school, yeah, it was a challenge in the beginning because of infrastructure, because of access to technology and stuff. But beyond that, you know, the world has seen probably one of the best resets of the ozone layer in that time frame, because there's less commute and less less cars on the road, and 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 even it was there were some negatives of of, of that because people got stressed and there's mental illnesses and they were crying, you know like really cramped into homes and things. We, were, we weren't prepared for it. You see, if you do the same thing by design, you will be prepared. Then there will not be the stress. That's right. And that's what exactly. the new is about. Well, you're right. And that's the thing. So so that was just like, hey, here's a lesson. And, and matter of fact, on the, the previous show I mentioned earlier, we talked about that. Like, it, it, it takes an event for you to kind of like, whoa. But if you already had the game and understand, you don't have to learn from your experience. You can learn just from history. And by the way, nothing that happened 
this last year didn't happen before. I mean, pandemics have been around and there have been yeah. preparations for these things, but I don't think people were expecting it. And, and you know, no one expected it to be there and they expected it to be a week or two. And then it turned out to be a year and two years. Right. And so, so I think that's the problem. People just like, again, creatures of habits, <laughs> but, but, you know, we just have to reset those habits to better ones, I guess. That's really, I think that the renewal concept that I, at least I'm getting it, you know, just because you're conditioned to a set of rules, because that's how it is. Like, and, and this is very typical over the history. And, and it's the first common answer to everything. Like, oh, that's how I learned it. That's how it's been done. Well, just because it's been done that way doesn't mean that it has to be that way. You can find a new way. Does you can improve and, and process improvement comes from there. And, and that's what you're introducing the same concept, but for your lifestyle, for your a better you. And I think that there's, there's anybody here can be benefited from that. And organizations too, because when we're talking about uh, people, we, we're talking about the, the trinity of the P's, you know, people, purpose, and process. And the book dwells on uh, purpose and uh, processes are what systems are about. And when we apply it this way at the habit level, which is at the center of the Tabar spiral, then it acts both ways. Because you've changed a habit or you've maybe just tweaked a habit, you will find a different result. And not only would you find the impact on the result end, you would find the impact on the thinking end because you've done it. So now you own the damn thing. It's not some motivational speaker telling you that. It's not some book telling you that. It is you experiencing that. What we were saying in the context of energy, what we were saying in the context of belief earlier. When you have seen the light bulb go on, anybody telling you that you don't have electricity, I mean, go fly a kite, man. I know I have one electricity. <laughs> anyway. So your thought has changed. And once your thought has changed, innately, using your inner power, you have changed the tendencies, the behaviors around it, and the habits, and you're on a different trajectory altogether. Forever. It stays. Well, keyword thoughts. Thoughts is also knowledge. And, 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 and really taking it. I mean, because to your point, we have a lot of thoughts every day, but do we really pay attention to them? So when you think, I mean, if you think about all the science discoveries, someone thought about something, but they did something about it. <laughs> you know, you know how many people like, you know, I'm sure everybody listens probably can relate to, to the, this, the example I'm going to say that you had ideas as thoughts, but you didn't act on nothing changed. The minute you start acting on an idea, now you have Zoom, you have, you know, lights, you have prompters, you have computers, you have, you know, technology, Wi-Fi. But you got to think and act, behave, act, change, results. And, and again, that those are concepts that, you know, we're kind of aware of, but we're not practicing daily. And I, I think it's some people are aware of them because they've already established that they already rise, you know, they, they, they're above that. But not everybody is doing it. So, so the, the concept here is really sharing this with the common folks, you know, like, hey, you can do this too. Everybody can. It's time to reset. Everybody cool. And, and I don't think it's, a, I think it's a sweet idea. It's, it's awesome because we all need that. Like we, we need that refresher. It's almost a refresher cost. Like, you know, and, and matter of fact, again, we said the same thing that you have to stop and restart yourself, almost like reboot. Uh, and that's all there is. You reboot, but you reboot in a better way, you know, with, with real uh, knowledge, with real concepts that are in place, with real steps. That can and behaviors that can help you do better and be better and help everybody around you and and by the way you did that so when you came back you stated earlier that you went and did some work in the villages 
you know, helping, assisting, doing things. Now that's 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 awesome because you learned, you changed, but you now contribute. And I think that's that's a that's an honorable mission for anyone listening. That when we change ourselves and for the better, I think it's also good for us to share that that value with the rest of us, and also be better positive contributors to society around us and to to our families and friends and everybody. So that, those are those are real noble you know causes if you want to call them that way. So that's important. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. So, so, so I know we've, we've, we've just passed the, the, the time frame that we've agreed on, well, at least that we thought we would have. Like I told you, you know, we get into a discussion that just takes its own, and that's always good. Uh, so, so a couple of things. Um, one is uh, any, you know, summary words that you'd like or like, you know, uh, advice that you want to give people uh, before we end the show. And also, uh, where is the book available and uh, how can people get, you know, a glimpse at the book? Thank you. So let me answer the second question first. Renewalism.com is where you can download a PDF copy absolutely free. There's a pay what you want button and you can put 0.00 in any currency and download it. <laughs> but if you want to pick it up from any of the leading online portals, it's available everywhere. You can also get uh, print copies from Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, various places. So uh, renewalism.com has got all the links to all the sites across most of the English-speaking countries, and you can find it in yours. Thank you for asking. Uh, renewalism.com also has a section on looking inside, on reading the preface, which I would very much recommend, and uh, even reading the habits. So you, you have an idea of what these uh, structures of habits are, which will change your thinking and change your results. So take a look. And if you'd like to be part of the movement, just reach out to me. You've got my contact number there. There's something we can do with individuals. There's something we can do with organizations. And uh, it's, it's all about getting to understand that this affects each one of us. And it's your unexpected role in saving the planet. That's, uh, that's the starting point. I would like to leave you with the thought that you can be grateful for anything. There are so many things that happened to us, including this pandemic, for instance, which somehow or the other, there is this phrase, blessing in disguise. Sometime or the other, we realize, oh man, that was actually a blessing in disguise. Think of the number of times you use that phrase. Why was it in disguise? It was in disguise because we failed to take cognizance of the, that event being a blessing when it happened. If we can be grateful for anything that happens, including things that look really bad, we can be in blessing all the time because we just don't know the grand design of how things are because energy is flowing all the time. All we can do is get into the energy of gratitude and program, and there are habits to do that, program ourselves to make that a subconscious reflexive impulse. Whatever happens, how can I be grateful for it? And you will feel blessed. I'd like to leave all of you with that feeling of blessing. And thank you for being with us through this hour. Uh, 
I'm not even going to add anything to it. I mean, I, I really am not going to add anything. That, that was sweet. That was good. That was awesome. I mean, I love that. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's a great advice. I mean, we all can use that advice and we can all practice it. So thank you for that. Uh, so again, we're coming to the end of the show. So Sandeep, it was, it was just an awesome uh, hour. We had so much uh, interaction here and dialogue and, and real core things. And I don't think these things do affect anyone's belief as a matter of fact they can apply to anyone i don't think it's it's persuading someone to move in and change into stuff they can apply this no matter what their backgrounds and whatever they are in the world because it's all positive and i think that gratitude feeling you you close with is 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 the most you know valuable we can all have and we are grateful for the opportunity to have this discussion today and hopefully people can see that value and uh so so again thank you for the work you're doing and and, and for bringing this to the, the surface and to people and, and to the minds and uh for me uh folks thank you for watching uh, the i health channel listening on i health radio hurricane h here We'll be seeing you again next week. Different show, different topic, different guest. Bye for now.